You're listening to Be You with Jackie Moore. Hey friends, it's Jackie Moore. And today I also have a special guest with me, my sweet husband, Brandon Moore. He is actually only going to be talking a little bit because he just had this like bone infection thing that um, is kind of a big deal, but he's recovering, but it's hard for him to talk. Um, But what we're talking about is loving your neighbor and just trusting God through that. And so how we're going to do that is we are going to probably mostly me, I'm probably going to be talking most of the time. But we are going to tell a story, a real story, not a made-up story. This is not like a bedtime story, even though it may a little bit sound like it at times. Um, But this is a real story of real people that really happened to us. We are not actors. Um, But I will probably be talking most of the time, just since Brandon's mouth is um, a little messed up currently and is in some pain. Um, But we just... This theme has been coming to mind in my own life recently of just thinking about myself less. I've realized that I've been thinking about myself a lot and my own goals and what I want to accomplish and how I want to accomplish them. And I think I've shared this on a few of the previous podcasts, but the Lord just is continuing to drive it home in my mind and in my life that I need to... Just get back to a place of focusing on him throughout the day, interacting with him. And one of the ways that he's been uh, reminding me to do that is bringing back memories of different things that he's done in my life in ways that I've been used by him whenever I am living like this, when I'm giving my mind over to him, when I'm focusing on him and not on myself, when I'm focusing on loving my neighbor well and loving other people well and not on myself, then I get to be a part of really, really cool things that God is doing. And so I'm going to go ahead and let Brandon start off. I guess I'll give a little background first. He was, so when this story happened, it was about five years ago. And I was along with Brandon while he was playing baseball. So if you didn't know, my husband used to play professional baseball. And so we were, how how this would work is like a few months out of the year, we were home in Arkansas, but the rest of the year we were traveling all over the place. Uh, We lived in Arizona sometimes. We lived in Montana sometimes. Um, Brandon lived in Wisconsin for a little bit. I didn't live in Wisconsin. But we were living in Montana, but had driven down to Utah. And I would follow them because there was not, I didn't have a lot of friends. I had a great host home in Montana and a great church family. The Lord is really great in that. That even in itself is a cool story of God's provision. But um, there wasn't really a lot else going on for me in Montana. And Brandon and I wanted to be together. So a lot of times I would travel with him on the road. So I would. Um, follow the bus. Like one day I drove 10 hours straight following a bus and uh, I prayed a lot, listened to a lot of podcasts. Um, But when we got to Utah, I think we were in Grand Junction, maybe Orem. I think we're in Orem. Um, Orem, Utah, beautiful, beautiful place. Um, We 
this is when kind of this story occurs. So Brandon's playing baseball. I'm going to let him jump in and just talk about the night before um, the, the main part of the story happened. Yeah, we were in uh, Orem, Utah. And I think during this time, um, it, we had just get, gotten, both of us had just gotten a little bit distracted from the Lord. It, it's kind of a weird and unique um, situation playing pro ball is because you uh, you have a, a little bit of time uh, during the morning, probably about two or three hours uh, to hang out. And then after that, you just kind of you know, go your separate ways uh, when you're married. And so it, it was kind of tough. We were having a h- tough time. And the night before, uh, I remember we were in the hotel laying in bed and I prayed something to the effect of, um, uh, Lord, I pray that something crazy or something unique would happen that we could just know that it was you uh, in this process or that we would know that it's you doing this. And so the next um, next morning we went to Starbucks and this is where Jackie's going to cut back in. Yeah. So we, um, the cool thing too is that we, and not everyone does this, not everyone has to do this. You don't have to do this to be a good married couple or Christian couple, but we, um, we like to pray together before bed every night. And so I think that's what Knowing that, I think, makes the story kind of that much cooler for us because it wasn't like nothing about what we were doing was like out of the ordinary. We pray together before bed every night. And so just the only thing that was out of the ordinary was just asking God to to just use us in a unique way and to let us be open to that. I had honestly even forgotten because like I said, we just prayed together before bed every night. And a lot of times, like, I pray first, Brandon prays second. And so I'm kind of falling asleep whenever he's praying. And so I didn't even really remember fully that he had prayed that. But so we get to the Starbucks in Orem. And um, this guy walks in. And he looks like, you know, that he has potentially maybe been on some drugs or been drinking or had just maybe um, had had a rough few days or weeks. And he comes into the Starbucks and we are just sitting there kind of talking. And he goes and asks the Starbucks employee if he can use their phone. And at this point, I mean, Brandon and I were like, wow, people still have landlines? Like, this is wild. And so he, they did, they were very kind and they let him use the phone, but he got the phone and then he walked over, he sat down basically right in front of us on the kind of a long table, sat down like almost right beside us and in front of us. And he just fell asleep. Like, I don't think he even called anyone. He just got the phone, laid it on the table, put his head down and just fell asleep. And so I had also, the summer before, had been in San Francisco and worked kind of with this um, demographic, I guess, with um, homeless pe- population, people that were homeless, um, or maybe just living on the street and just struggling with addiction. And, and so it was, I guess, maybe easier for me to kind of see, maybe than like the average person, um, to see kind of at what point he was at. Like it was, I could just tell and the Lord, I feel like the sense of the spirit was like, okay, where he's at right now, he's not at a point where, um, you know, he's actually using something 
in this moment. He's not high in this moment. Um, he is probably needing a fix at this point. He's probably going through like withdrawal symptoms a little bit. And so he put his head down and I just told Brandon, you know, he probably hasn't eaten anything in a while. Why don't you go buy him some food? And so he walks up, he gets him a breakfast sandwich and we kind of like awkwardly like tap him and Brandon wakes him up and says, hey man, we got you this sandwich. Do you want to eat it? And it's always like, you never know how, because I mean, you just never know how people are going to respond and you don't want to offend them. And so just we we're praying just the whole time, you know, please don't let him be offended. Please just let him see that we're doing this out of love. And um, he ate it very quickly. And Brandon was like, did you like it? Do you want me to get you another one? And so he said, yes, I would love that. And so he went and got him another one. And so Brandon and I just kind of prayed about it and decided you know, we need to engage with him. And so we started talking to him and we kind of kept talking to him and we kind of thought, you know, we can't leave him here. And so we put him in our car with like, I mean, we have like two hours before Brandon has to be at the field. And so we are driving around trying to figure out where are we going to take him. I started looking up organizations like nonprofits that worked with um, people that were maybe homeless or, or struggled with addictions that we could take him to that would be a safe place because he had told us that he was addicted to, I think it was cocaine at the time, heroin, heroin and cocaine. that He had been using that a lot. Her- heroin and meth, Brandon is saying. Um, I'm not really... It, there were multiple things involved. And so, you know, the like saying this now, and if anyone would come up to me and be like, hey, I am about to like put this person in my car and here's what they're addicted to. I would probably be like, okay, let's like weigh the pros and cons. But just one of the things that we learned in this moment was just how to even listen better to the Holy Spirit. And we just kept, we were just praying the whole time. God, like you show us Like, if at any point this is unsafe, if at any point, like, we should not be doing this, and we, like, very strategically, like, I drove, Brandon sat in the back with Derek, so we kind of, like, we're trying to be safe and trust the Lord at the same time, and uh, we ended up taking them to, I think, Kmart. I don't even know if Kmart still exists. Like, I have never seen a Kmart since this time, but we took them to Kmart, got him some clothes and we're just trying to find somewhere to take him and we couldn't find anywhere like we I googled everything used every different keyword search that I could and at this point it's like 30 minutes before I have to take Brandon to the field and we both agreed it would be a bad idea for me to just hang out with this guy um at the time Derek we didn't know him for a long time and so we prayed about it And we're like, we're going to put you up in a hotel tonight. And he was like, are you serious? And we were like, well, we think so. We're not. Yes, we are. You know, kind of like in the back of both of our minds, like, is this a terrible idea? We don't know. But it's what we felt like the Lord was saying to do. And so we, you know, just said, hey, we really, we really would like for you to not contact anyone. Um, we're kind of, we're trusting you in this situation. We don't want you to to call anyone that uses 
that uses with you that um, we don't want you bringing drugs into this situation. Like we're going to get you some food. We'll have everything you need here. Um, You can like take a shower and all of this stuff. And we kind of, and he was like, okay, he was very grateful. And um, we go down to the front desk and we give him our card and we walk away and we walk outside. And I turned to Brandon and I remember saying, like, I have no idea what we're going to come back to in the morning. I mean, very realistically, like he could have called a bunch of his friends that he used with and they could have tore up that hotel room. But in that moment, the Lord just reminded me of the um, passage in Luke chapter 10, verses 30 through 37 where really before that, like Jesus is is talking about how you're supposed to love your neighbor. Someone asks him what the greatest commandment is. And um, they say, Jesus says, well, what do you think? And they say to love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, and with all your strength, and love your neighbor as yourself. And Jesus said, yes, that's correct. And then the person says, the guy says, well, who was my neighbor? So then Jesus tells, in response to that, Jesus tells the story of the Good Samaritan. And in this story, the Good Samaritan takes this guy who um, had been robbed and, and stripped down, and he was just, didn't know him, just kind of found him on the side of the road, really beat up, beat down. And the Good Samaritan took him and put him in a basically a hotel, an inn, is what they called it back in the day, way, way back in the day. And put him in there and he said, take care of him. So this is the Good Samaritan talking to the innkeeper. Take care of him and whatever more he spends, I will return and I will pay you. And the Lord just reminded me of that verse and was like, okay, like this is like, we prayed for this. We asked God to use us and then here we are, like getting to be used. And it was a huge step of faith. One, obviously, and this just like, okay, we don't know. We have no control over this situation. We only are know and can do what God has told us to do. And we can't control how that's going to be received necessarily. Like we didn't know if Derek was going to take advantage of the grace and the mercy that we were showing him. Um, And it also was just a check, like a heart check. And at this time, I don't know, I think a lot of people kind of have, if you're not in the baseball world, you don't really know how it works. But basically, um, when you are playing minor league baseball, you are making $1,000 a month in season and no dollars out of season. And so we weren't like rolling in dough at this time, but it was just still, it was like a great little check for us of like, okay, materialistically, even like just financially, this could cost us a lot of money. But if he tears up this hotel room, but God is going to take care of that. And again, I'm not, I want to make it clear that I'm, neither of us are saying like, go find every homeless person and go put them in a hotel tonight and every night. Like, no, we very specifically in this moment felt like this is what the Lord was calling us to do. And we wanted to be obedient with that. And we know scripture says over and over that when we are obedient to the Lord, 
um, that he'll provide for us. And so we just kind of trusted in that moment, got to a place where we were like, okay, even if this hotel night ends up costing us like four or $500, we're going to trust that the Lord provides with that. And so we go back the next morning and we're just praying the whole night, go back the next morning. Honestly, I was expecting Derek to like not be there. I expected him to to leave in the middle of the night to be gone. Um, but Brandon goes inside. He goes up to the room and Derek's just sitting there on the bed. And he was like, yeah, I've already eaten breakfast. He was dressed. He was ready to go wherever we wanted to take him. And I was so humbled in that moment that like I assumed the worst. I assumed that he was going to be gone and that the place would have been trashed. Um, but the Lord really showed me again, just taught me about faith in him and trusting him. And um, again, just like loving my neighbor in this specific instance was just being obedient to the Lord. It won't always look like that, but this was a really cool time of us getting to do that. And so we were able to find a place in actually in Salt Lake City, which is like a 30 minute drive from Orm. And so again, we had like this like two hour window of when Brandon had to be somewhere. So we get Derek and we drive him to the place called Rescue Mission in Salt Lake City. And um, we take him there and it was kind of, they had this program where they helped um, individuals who were struggling with addiction or homelessness. They had this program that like, if you complete each step, they like would provide housing and then they would provide um, like a job and then you could like get a car and, and just like different or get a phone or something like that. There, there were multiple steps to it. And so we just dropped Derek off and just prayed for him. And like, there was a really cool moment of where he, I mean, he literally was addicted, like hadn't, hadn't gone more than like 12 hours in a really long time without drugs. And at this point had gone like over 24 hours without using anything in any way. And it was a really cool moment of praying for him that just the like physical symptoms, like he couldn't feel his legs at one point. And we just prayed for him and he was able to fill his legs and like the pain started to go away. And so just also a really cool like, oh, wow. Okay, God really does still like do things like this. He really still heals physically and we can really still ask him to do these things. And we can't always control the answer. And I don't always know why God answers the way he does, but like, I know he can do it. And I, I encourage you to ask him to do that sort of thing. And, um, so then we drop Derek off at the rescue mission, pray for him like crazy, try to stay in touch with him. We, we call the rescue mission like every day trying to talk to him. And sometimes we were able to, sometimes we couldn't. And then later in the season, we're back in Orem. And we go get Derek, we pick him up. He's still at the rescue mission. He's been there for like a month and a half, which in like the year and like people who are in kind of in that addiction world and addiction cycle to stay like clean in a program like this for a month and a half is like he was there for 10 years kind of thing. Like it's, it was a huge deal that he was still there. We got him. We asked him what he wanted to do. Uh, we just had a little bit of time and he wanted to go swing 
Um, he wanted to go swing, like in the batting cages. So we found a batting cage and he, we went and we hit baseballs. And then Brandon was able to share the gospel with him and he was able to lead him to Christ, which is honestly one of the like coolest things ever. And like Brandon and I had just gotten married recently at this point. And I, I mean, I still think I like married the best person ever, but like in that moment, I was just like, I love everything about my husband and not that I don't love everything about my husband now, but it was just like one of those really cool, like I could not be proud. So now he becomes a believer. He legitimately becomes a believer, gets involved with the church that like works with the rescue mission, fully completes the program. We like stay in contact with him he like was able to like mend relationships with family members that had been broken because of this. And then he now has like a legitimate job working, um, installing air conditionings and, and that sort of thing. And he was able to buy a car with like cash. Like he saved up money and bought a car and just like one of those really cool, like, wow, God, like sometimes I tell people and I tell myself that I believe in you, but then sometimes, honestly, I just, I wonder, like things make me wonder. But Derek is just Derek's life, his story. It's just one of those things that makes me, for me, makes me remember, um, man, God answers prayers and he's real. And like this guy like everything about this should not have happened, but it did. And that can only be explained by Jesus. And so I share this story with you, not 100%, not to like brag about Brandon and I, because we like literally just prayed and just listened to the Lord each moment and just prayed a ton like a ton, a ton prayed. We're constantly going back and forth with God. Are we crazy? We don't. Okay. No, we feel like you're saying we're not that we should keep moving forward. Okay. We're going to do that. And so just to like the importance of prayer and man, just like ask God, like what you wake up every morning asking God, what can I do today? Um, how can you use me? And not every day, like God's for sure answered that prayer every day for me that I've prayed it. He hasn't answered it like Derek's story um, every day, pretty much most days it's not. But every day that I just wake up and I say, God, help me love my neighbor, help me love you, then I'm able to do that. And it's so rewarding and it's really cool. And I always just like, not that it's all about me, but I just love those days. And those days are so much better. And I'm just happier and better and more joyful, even if the circumstances aren't great, than the days where I'm just focused on myself. And I wake up and get out of the bed thinking, what do I have to do today? What do I have to accomplish today? And kind of God's like an afterthought. Um, So my encouragement today, our encouragement, Brandon, like I said, is here. He just hasn't talked a lot. Um, But our encouragement today is just to remind you to just love your neighbor 
Uh, ask God what that looks like. That's, I think, one of the beautiful things about the Lord and about the Holy Spirit is that um, He helps maintain a relationship with us by not telling us exactly, not giving us like an agenda of every single day of our life that we just take from Him and then, okay, God, see you later. Like, see you when we die. Like, no, He wants to talk to us every day all day. And so that can sound exhausting, but if you just wake up and just little prayers like, hey God, like how can I love people like you today? Give me eyes to see that. And then when God's like, hey, here's how. And then you can be like, wow, God, like, I don't know if I can actually do this. And then he'll tell you that, yeah, you can. And then you're like, okay, God, I'll try. And then you do it. And then you're like, hey, God, that was really cool. Thanks. Love ya. And just little prayers like that, like all day, um, are, are just what like it's about and what it means to pray without ceasing and to focus on God and not yourself. Um, and so you being who you were created to be might just help someone else be who they were created to be. <laughs> <laughs>